everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fancy tools and analysis on the internet, HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and yes, once again, it is time for a mock draft, this time 12-team, head-to-head, nine-cat league. And unfortunately, I will be drafting on the dreaded turn. 12 out of 12, the 12-13 spot. Um, this is probably, in my opinion, the most difficult spot to draft in this season because you are you're kind of dealing with a um like a no a no win situation, right? Maybe it's not it's not a no it's not like a guaranteed loss situation, but it's it's a no win situation. Chances are you're gonna have to pick between someone you don't have a lot of faith in, like a Kyrie Irving or a Kevin Durant or an Anthony Davis, or you're gonna have to pick someone who isn't a first round talent, quite frankly. A Sabonis, a Devin Booker, a Donovan Mitchell, Anthony Edwards, perhaps. Your choices are limited. And you don't want to go risk risk. Like if Kyrie and AD are both there, do you really want to do Kyrie and AD? You could swing for the fences and do Kyrie and AD, certainly. I don't think I'm going to do that. And looking at, I, if I'm going to take a swing, I want to do a safe pick afterwards. I don't want to like completely blow my whole draft with one of my first picks, but I do think that the upside of, of someone like Kyrie who, you know, who knows what his situation would be halfway through the year, but is, is right now going to start going to play. Same with KD, same with AD. All of these guys are going to start going to play at the beginning of the season. They do not have current injuries. Right, Giannis maybe has a current injury. Um, Lamelo is probably going to start for the season. I don't really trust his health either. I think what I want to do here is take a risk and then go with a safe pick. So if I'm going to take Kyrie, then maybe I go Triple J or Sabonis afterwards. If I'm going to go with AD, maybe I go a guard like Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker, who I really, I kind of really like Devin Booker this season. I think he could be in for a, I guess, I don't know if I'd call it a leap because the dude's already like top tier, absolute talent. But, um, yeah, Devin Booker could have himself a year this year with no Chris Paul there to kind of like control every aspect of the offense, every single play. We've seen point Devin Booker before, and it's it's a it's a very, very nice little skill. Bradley Beal being there. I mean, even po- like post trade deadline, Kevin or Devin Booker averaged 29 points a game, right? Um the points are obviously going to be there. Bradley Beal being there, though, I think limits his ability to be like a true, like, you know, we're talking about like eight, 
seven, eight plus assists per game. I think he can get over six in the seven, eight range. I think Bradley Beal does limit at that. But how much do we trust Bradley Beal's ability to stay healthy? It's going to be easier for him to stay healthy being the third wheel uh, on a, you know, superstar team. But Devin Booker, I, I just feel like Devin Booker, he's about to be 27 years old. He's like starting to enter his prime. If you're going to bank on someone taking a leap, I would say Devin Booker, who has something to prove, who's had a taste of the finals, who wants to win a championship, who, if you think about it, the Phoenix Suns have set it up to where it's like, it's kind of do or die right now. Like how many more years? I mean, I don't know if they're going to get a year after uh, out of KD. So like if they, if they do get a year out of the KD this year, that's your chance. They're going all in. I do not like the move that they made. They got Nurkic on the team now. I do not like that move for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I do like that move for Devin Booker's usage because he's not like no one's no one's going to be like Nurkic is upset because uh, he's not getting the ball enough. That's not going to happen in Phoenix. I promise you. So as always, get your cue going. I am the 12th pick. We are already getting started here i am definitely gonna take like dame lillard if he follows to me that'd be fucking awesome if dame lillard followed to me i i don't think he's going to because he's just his name is too rings out a little too much in the streets right now um i don't think i'm gonna get a dame lillard but maybe come your draft time the dust settles and people are a lot more interested in um taking tatum or katie or whoever whatever instead of Dame Lillard. But I hope Dame Lillard falls to me. Tatum went third. I feel like that's very high. Uh, you know, maybe this is going to be a weird draft. Uh, you never know. Someone could always fall to you. Maybe I've seen Steph Curry fall to 12. It's 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 a real crapshoot out here right now. Um, I'm going to go. I want Devin Booker, so I'm going to go small big. So I'm probably going to go AD. KD if he falls to me, AD if he does, if KD doesn't fall to me. There is like, um, there is like a temptation to go like KD, AD, but like, like I said, I think that's too risky. If you on the turn want to, uh, go big or go home, I'd rather do Kyrie if he, if he falls, um, then Kevin Durant, but I feel like a little bit more confident in Kevin or Kyrie's like ability to stay healthy this season. Uh, don't know why I feel that way, but I do. Dame Lillard did not fall to me. Dame uh, Steph Curry went seventh. Dame went eight. Giannis went nine. Lonzo went ten, and Anthony Davis went eleven. Uh oh, that's completely switched my outlook. Now I got Kyrie, <laughs> KD, the two players I didn't want to pick between, and Devin Booker sitting out there. Hmm, dang. I like the um the guards that I can get a little bit later. I'm going to take Kevin Durant. Oh, I don't like this. And I'm going to take Devin Booker. I don't like that. I should have went Kyrie there, but I'm going to, uh, I, I, I really, I really feel, Oh, well, maybe I should have went Kyrie Devin Booker and just doubled up on guards. And then I can just go bigs. But like, I think there's a lot of good, guards like garland bain drew holiday jimmy butler who fall in this draft who are 
like really good deals. While like I don't want to do KD and Devin Booker. Or excuse me, I don't want to do Kyrie and KD. I'd rather have the safety of Devin Booker here. And that's my personal preference, right? Like I think if you're out there and you're like, that's dumb. It's a dumb move. Go uh you should do Kyrie and, and KD every time. Go for it. If you think it's dumb to do KD at all, go Kyrie and Sabonis. That's fine. I don't think I think the the turn is really it's it's not predictable. Usually most seasons it's predictable. I don't think the turn's predictable at all this year. As you saw, I thought AD would fall to me, he didn't. Kevin Durant did. I'm surprised because in the last mock draft I did, Kevin Durant did not fall into the 12-13 range. I think Devin Booker is always going to be there. So I feel safe knowing that I can get a 30-point scorer who has great percentages. KD, one of the greatest at percentages as well. Um, This is why it's hard to go into a, a draft with like a punt strategy, right? You're sitting there and you got KD and Kyrie and Booker and Sabonis and Don Mitchell all sitting there and what are you going to punt around those guys? Like, who are you going to take, right? First, you don't know. And second off, you don't know who's going to fall to you. And second off, you don't really need to punt anything out of those guys. Like, what do I need to punt? Should I punt blocks because I have Devin Booker? I'm not going to punt blocks because I have Devin Booker. He's a guard. He's not. He gets 0.4 blocks for a guard. That's good. That's not bad for his position. So please stop punting out of the gate. I can't say it enough. My next picks are going to be 36 and 37. Way, 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 way down the list here. Um, guys who I've seen fall down in this place. Fred Van Fleet is someone I like. Pascal Siakam. LeBron James. But I, I, I got Kevin Durant. I don't know if I'm going to go LeBron James. Carl Anthony Towns uh, is a great pick at 36, 37. If I could get one of those guys who I have in like the tw- the the twenty to twenty five range, I'd be very very happy with that. Um, Jaron Jackson for some reason in this draft just went at twenty three. Jimmy Beller went twenty four. Dejounte Murray went twenty five. Carl Anthony Towns twenty six. Very weird second round here. Who went way too high? Larry Markin went eighteen. That's way too high. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird spot. So right now, Bam Adebayo went 28. I don't think my players are going to get to me. So in that next, I would say, space of the the next tier, if you will, um, Garland. Bain's already gone. DeJounte's already gone. You got Garland out there. Turner, Vujovic. See, I could go Turner and just catch right back up on my on my blocks. KD and Devin Booker are wild good at points. So I can lean into points, right? Or I can go get a guy who doesn't get very good points but does everything else pretty well, like Miles Turner. Fred Van Fleet just went off the board and Pascal Siakam at 30. So those are those were my tiers. Top tier guys, uh, I'm going to have to go a tier down. Cade Cunningham is out here. That's an interesting. That's an interesting thought, quite frankly. My percentages are really good right now, obviously. Hmm. I think 
Miles is in the cards for me. And I personally, I personally really like Darius Garland. And this is going to give me such a well-rounded team. You have Kevin Durant, like absolutely top tier player, little risk there, right? But absolutely top tier player, Devin Booker scoring 30 points a game. Your points are going to be fantastic. And then you go block big with, ooh, Miles Turner went 34th. Oh, there goes my plans right out the door. So my plans went right out the door. Um, Oh, man, this is be this could be a risky, a risky take. But if I'm looking at my tiers, I got Chris Stapps in the big, fat, giant risk, but guy who's in this space. Um, and I got Darius Garland slash Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's situation is up in the air. I really like Darius Garland. I'm going to go Chris Stapps. And I'm going to go Darius. I'm going to go Darius Garland back to back. Sometimes, and this, I've been saying this in most of the Yahoo drafts, right? DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, they're way, like, they're ranked way too low. DeMar DeRozan's ADP is 48. Zach Levine's 51. Is there a chance one of them falls to 60? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. All of the players, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Chris Porzingis, right? They're all, like, top 15 plus quality in their per game value. So you got to take a risk on that type of per game value. Once you're past that 30, like 35 mark, once you're at the end of the third round, top of the fourth round, it's kind of time to take a chance on at least one guy who can get you top 15 return because they're still out there. And I was going to go Turner. I was going to be happy with Turner and Garland and not going after Chris Stapps, but Chris Stapps was still out there. So I, I think that's perfectly fine right now. If you go look at my team, percentages are pretty good. Free throws are good. Threes are good. Points are fan fucking tastic. Could use some more rebounds. Could use some more assists. Steals are good. Blocks are uh, also good. We're right in the middle of everything. So we need to kind of like lean into something. Come around 6061, who is available in that space usually, right? Um Tyrese Maxey. Uh, sometimes Jordan Poole, but I don't think Jordan Poole's gonna get to me. Jared Allen. So I could go bigs. Julius Randall's around. Bradley Beal. Points. Assists. Having everybody from Phoenix on my team, probably not the best. Actually, not the best idea, not the worst idea. But any one of the when any one of those guys gets uh, injured or sits out for a while, the other two are going to thrive. So you're always going to get like the you're always going to get them like at their best when they're playing their best. So I don't know. That's not the worst. The worst thought. Uh, I kind of don't want that, but you never know. I still got a long way a ways. Wimby went 39. I, I just don't like taking Wimby in the third or fourth round like certainly he could be incredible but like you can get chet in the fifth round you can get say goon in the sixth round so like i don't know do you really want to take a you could have had jalen brown you could have had drew holiday you could have had jalen brunson you could have had 
I'd rather have Evan Mobley than Wimby, quite frankly. Nick Claxton went 44. Once again, also kind of like a, it's too early to take a, like a, a basic center, in my opinion. Um, Buddy Heal just went 49th. That's weird. And I, ah, somebody's someone's messing around at this point. 48, 49, uh, Anthony Simmons and Buddy Heald. Like, that kind of just ruins my mock draft here. Not going to be less realistic um, going into the 60 and 61st pick. But um, Kessler's off the board. Beal's off the board. DeRozan's off the board now. Zach Levine's still out there, so I would happily take Zach Levine. I wouldn't mind a great percentage guy like DeAndre Ayton at 60 or 61. Uh, I wouldn't mind Tyrese Maxey with no Harden at 60-61. I certainly would like Jordan Poole's insane scoring at 60-61. I think you got to start considering OG and Anobi, especially in the fifth rounds. So he's still out there. I don't think I'm going to need... Well, maybe. There's still a lot of players on the board. Julius Randle, Albert Sagoon, Jalen Williams. I'm not going to draft Zion Williamson. Chris Middleton's still out there. I I might not have to take Chris Middleton at 60-61, but chances are I'm taking Chris Middleton at 60-61. Unless, like, all these players slip because there's some shenanigans going on out there. Chet Hogram went 5-1. Paul, uh, it's Paul. Jordan Poole went 52. Those were guys who were on my list, so that makes sense. Jared Allen, 53. I like Jared Allen at 53. A lot better than I like Nick Claxton at 44. Jared Allen's good. Jared Allen, I believe, finished around 44 last season. So you're getting the 44th, 42nd finisher from last season at pick 53. Instead of taking Claxton, who you think might finish in the top 40, but hasn't, and taking him at 44. Just saying, know your sinners. And know that you can get value later in the draft. Unfortunately, Zach Levine goes at 54, which he should have went way earlier than that. OG and Anobi at 55. So it does look like Maxi and Aiden are kind of vying for my uh, picks. If any of those guys go, I'll probably take Chris Middleton here. But I got Booker. I got Durant. I don't really need a Chris Middleton. Like, I don't need, like, a forward, like a, like, a three spot who's, like, good across the board. Who's, like, quality. I don't need that. And quite frankly, who knows? I might get, Chris Middleton might fall to me uh, at uh, 84, 85. Because his ADP right now is 84. And that's insane. So, once again, all my good play. Maxi went. Ingram went, Aiden went, Gobert went. Damn it. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So I am going to go Chris Middleton. And now it's uh, Julius Randle, Jalen Williams, who I kind of like, or Alfred Sagoon, who's an interesting candidate here. Is 61 too high? Maybe a little too high for Alfred Sagoon, but that's the right spot. Is there anyone else out there? Scotty Barnes. Josh Giddy feels too high for Josh Giddy. I like Josh Giddy though. I don't think I'm going to get a lot of assists later in the draft. And I got a lot of forwards. So I'm going to go Josh Giddy. Take it a, a last second turn. Um, 
I like Josh Giddy. I, I like him at 60-61. That's fine. I, I, I think I have him kind of pegged in like the 70 range, but he's not going to get back to me at 84. And I have a lot of forwards. I got Middleton, Porzingis, Durant at that point. Devin Booker's kind of a 2-3. There's not a lot of assists left out in the universe, so I went with a guy who can I know can get me assists. Like, I could probably get Tyus Jones at 84-85, and, and, and then that's going to boost my assists back up. So, like, Brooke Lopez is still out there. I love Brooke Lopez. I, I hope hopefully he gets back to me. That'd be great. Right after Giddy, Zion Williamson went, Scotty Barnes, Julius Randle, Franz Wagner. Um, Paulo Benchero is way too early at 67. Insanely too early. Hero went at 66. Jalen Williams at 68. That's a good pick. Uh, Sagun at 69. Also good picks. Like we're, we're at the end of the sixth round. Those are all solid six round players. Unfortunately, Brooke Lopez just went. So that was kind of one of the guys I was hoping to get. So let's go back to the drawing board. Current standings. My free throw percentages are great. Field goals. Okay. Points are good. Three pointers are also good. Rebounds. Not so great. Assist. Top of the league. Steals. Middle of the pack. Blocks. Middle of the pack. So we can either go for the counting stats like steals and blocks with our next pick. Or we could go after more three-pointers and points. We can go after something we want to, you know, we're a little weekend that we need to build. Or we can go after the things we're already like kind of above average at and we want to bolster. Right now, points and threes are those things. I like points and threes. I like, and I wouldn't mind getting some more rebounds too. So let's see who's going to fall to me here at 80. Uh, 84 and 85. I mean, Clay Thompson's out there. There's points and threes. That's Clay Thompson is still good. You guys like Clay Thompson's fine. Like Clay's Clay's not bad at 84, 85. That's a fine. It's a perfectly fine pick. I'd rather have him than Austin Reeves. Um, and of course, Clay goes right off the board. Right. When I say his name, that's weird how that keeps working. Um, I don't know how much I trust Jeremy Grant in this current, like, hey, we're trying to trade you situation. Uh, Miles Bridges is still out there. I'd, I'd take him at 84 and 85. He's got top 50 upside. I don't want Kyle Kuzma here. I could go Markel Fultz. I kind of like Fultz. I'm kind of a, I'm kind of in the Fultz bandwagon this season. Scoot Henderson's out there. Man. Rozier comes off the board. Michael Porter comes off the board. So yeah, all the good players are coming off the board properly. Jeremy Grant's still out there. Jeremy Grant's a boring player, but he's good to produce. Like he's a solid. So he's a top seventy-five player, and I don't think he's good. Like gonna not play in Portland. He's probably gonna be the leading scorer in Portland. That's right. That's what I said. Not Scoot. Not Anthony. Jeremy Grant. He's the alpha dog there. Think about it. We'll see. I think Portland's going to be a really fun team to watch this season. Fultz goes off the board at 82. Someone, someone is sniping me. Absolutely sniping me. So I'm going to go Jeremy Grant, Miles Bridges. If that falls to me, I feel like because I've said their names, one of them will go and I'll have to 
scramble to figure out who I'm going to take with uh, my next pick. And of course, Jeremy Grant goes, man, these guys are killing me. I'm absolutely being killed out here, being murdered. I don't like that. All right, well, Tyus Jones is out there. I don't mind Tyus Jones. I'm going to take Miles Bridges for sure. And then I'm going to take Tyus Jones. And I'm going to hope Scoot falls to me at 108. I don't think he's going to. Scoot's See, if I really wanted Scoot, and maybe I should have taken Scoot instead of Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones just felt safer. But if I really wanted Scoot, and he's down there at like, you know, ADP 99, 100, and I'm picking 84, 85, just go take Scoot. Just go take him. It's a rookie. It's really hard to get behind a rookie. It is. It's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard to trust a rookie. Tyus Jones, on the other hand, is starting in Washington. Washington is terrible. They're going to need someone to shoot. He will do that. They're going to need a point guard to dish out assists. Can get over a steal a game and seven assists with two three-pointers. So now my assists are really, really nice. Miles Bridges, one of the last guys with top 50 upside on the board. I think you just got to take him every time. A lot of guys coming off the board now. Marcus Smart, Jalen Green. Let's see. Who do I like? Who's out there still that is um, a player for me? Well, let's go look at my team. Field goal percentage, fine. Free throw percentage, top. Way up there in free throw percentage. Uh, Three-pointers near the top. Points in the top half. Rebounds at the bottom half, unfortunately. Assist number one, for sure. Definitely assist number one. Steals in the top three. Blocks in the middle of the pack. So I could go bigs and bolster my weaknesses like rebounds and blocks. Or I could lean in two points and threes and bolster those. And I think I'm going to do that. Because that's easier to do. Like, who's left with blocks? Mitchell Robinson? I don't want Mitchell Robinson. Daniel Gifford? Maybe if Daniel Gifford gets back to me. Then I'll take Daniel Gifford. Maybe. A lot of players going off the board now. Tobias Harris. That's a great mediocre pick. Daniel. Every time I say a player, he goes off the board. It's crazy. I just said Daniel Gifford. Daniel Gifford goes right off the board. This is nuts. This has been happening to me all year long. Just getting sniped in mock drafts. Zach Collins is still out there, so I'm going to put him in my queue. Scoot's still out there. I'm going to put him in my queue. Why not? I don't hate Keegan Murray as a nice upside pick. He's going to play an interesting role in Sacramento. And I got faith in that kid. I think he... He kind of, he just looks good when I watch him play. Another team I'm very interested in watching this season, Sacramento Kings. He's an interesting player. I I would love to get him at 108, 109. I don't think he's going to get back to me, but you know maybe he will. RJ Bear wouldn't be terrible at 108, 109 for the for the scoring. Shaden Sharp's obviously someone you could get for the scoring. Dum. Kevin Herter is like a boring but solid pick. Jonas Valanciunas, Jalen Duran, they're still out there. I like both those guys as bigs if I need a big. Um, D'Angelo Russell is still out there. 
Like, I know everybody hates D'Angelo Russell for some reason. He had one of his best years last year until he went to the Lakers. Right. And I think everybody kind of knows that. And so now he's back on the Lakers. And everybody's kind of like, oh, fuck. I don't want D'Angelo Russell. He's he's probably like disappointed the most fancy players ever who's ever drafted him. Every time someone's drafted him up until last year, they drafted him way too high. Like every year, somehow every someone got bit by him every single year until last year. He was a top 100 player on L.A. On that team, three three pointers a game, 17 points, six assists. He's still out there at 100. At pick 100, he's a top 100 player. Last season, he finished 55th, but post trade deadline, it was closer to 100, right? So if I can get him at 108, I'm taking him at 108, quite frankly. I like him, and I like Zach Collins for the upside. Like a lot. I like Zach Collins for the upside a lot. Because I think he's going to start in San Antonio. So keeping an eye on those two guys here. I'm just going to keep scrolling, adding guys to my queue. I like to just like add a bunch of guys to my queue and then sort the queue every once in a while. So like right after my turn, I'll just add a bunch of names I see and just keep scrolling. And then about, you know, about five picks before six picks before my turn. I'll go, okay, time to sort the queue in case time runs out on me. So I got Russell at the top of my list. I got Zach Collins second. I got Scoot third. The rest of this list, eh, I don't know. Kevin Herter's boring, but solid. RJ Barrett's a good score. I think I can get him later. Same with Sharp. Don't sleep on Mike Connolly either, guys. Herb Jones, Mike Connolly, don't sleep on those guys. Zubach is out there. Bobby Portis is out there. Just keep adding, just keep adding names that you like. Just keep adding dudes that you like. I like Jared Vanderbilt. I don't know if I love Jared Vanderbilt. I like Paul Reed. I don't know if I love Paul Reed, but I like Paul Reed. So I'm going to put him on my queue. Aaron Gordon isn't the worst last pick. It's not a fun last pick, but it's not the worst last pick. Al Horford, also boring, but very solid across the board. Dylan Brooks, overlooked. Nurkic, still out there. A lot, of good play- a lot of good players still out there. I like doing these. Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't like those deep leagues. Too many, too many mediocre guys I have to think about. Uh, unfortunately, Zach Collins just went off the board. John Collins at 102. Zach Collins at 103. Almost got back to me. And there goes D'Angelo at 105. Mc- McDaniels and Onkongu at 06 and 07. So that really hurts. That really hurt. I don't like I don't like what just happened there. Those were the players I was hoping to get. Must be a savvy group in here. Alright, well, I'm gonna go Scoot Henderson then. Good good upside with Scoot. And um da, 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 dun, 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 dun. It's a two center league. I don't recommend playing a two center league, so I'm just gonna ignore that this is a two center league. I already got one center. I got really good forwards. I got good guards, too. I like this team. This is a fun team. So, I don't know. Kevin Herter is boring. But he's going to give me good across-the-board stats. So, I went risk with Scoot. I'm going safe with Herter. And that's that's how I like to do it. If you like to go safe-safe and then risk-risk, go right ahead. Like, 
I don't know who's going to fall to me 24 picks later. So it's hard to do risk, risk, and then hope. Well, it's easier to do risk, risk, and then hope safer players are later because usually safer players are later. But you might end up in another place where you're like, ah, I took risk, risk. Now there are no safer players left. I like to do one, one. It just it keeps me level. It keeps me calm. It makes me feel like I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. You know what I mean? It lowers my my risk tolerance if you want to get into specifics. So team is shaping up real well, actually. Field goal percentage is solid. Free throw percentage is top of the league. Points, top half. Three-pointers, top half. Rebounds, not so good. Assists, best in the league. Steals in the middle, blocks in the middle. Eh, it's an okay team. It's not a great team. It's a good team. Hmm. Who? Uh, Shaden Sharp just goes off the board. Probably going to lean into points. I wouldn't mind getting some steals here because I feel like so that's the thing about steals and blocks. It's like I like to be right in the middle and I'm not because I feel like on the waiver wires, you can stream your way into winning week to week with steals and blocks. Like I consider myself if I'm in the top half of steals and blocks by the uh, end of the draft, then I'm going to win a majority of my steals and blocks categories every single week. I know I am because there's the variance is so it's hard to predict a steal and block during a, a amount during total during a week. Right. Um, and you can go find guys who are better at it on the waiver wire and stream them in during the week. It's a lot harder to go find 10 rebound guys on the waiver wire or 25 point players on the waiver wire. You can find 1.4 steals on the waiver wire, but 20, 20 point guys, three, three pointers a game guys. Well, maybe three, three pointers a game guys. Let's see who's still out there. Bogdan Bogdanovich, boring, but, um, you know, good three-point guy. Keldon Johnson points. I could deal with that. Steven Adams. Zubach is still out there. Vanderbilt's still out there. Okay, cool. I like that. Eh, I don't know. A lot of people are out on Gary Trent. Maybe I shouldn't be so out on Gary Trent. He's still out there. Um, is Duren still out there? No, Duren is not still out there. Not at all. A lot of dudes coming off the board here now. Some safer picks like Bobby Portis at 113. Nurkic, 114. All right. Shaden Sharp, 115. Bogdanovich in Detroit, 116. Clarkson, 117. Westbrook, 118. All right. Whatever. Horford, 119. Damn, that's my boring pick. I was hoping we'd get back to me. Colin Sexton. Gary Trent. Yeah. These are like safe picks. And then like Ivy and Pat Williams. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't draft Pat Williams. I've lost faith in that dude. I don't think he's very good. Hopefully he proves me wrong. That'd be nice. Herb Jones is still out there. Come on, Herb Jones. Uh, auto draft, I think kicked in for some of these guys. Cause Herb Jones, of course I'm like, Hey, Herb Jones. And he goes off the board immediately. Every time happens every time. Insane. It's never ever failed. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go. 
one and one thirty two. I'm gonna go Paul Reed. He's gonna get some playing time in uh Philly. And Steven Adams is still out there. Terry Eason is actually a nice pick around this around this space. I kinda like Terry Eason. Um Archie Barrett is like, I don't know if I if I want that dude. What was Vanderbilt like in um in um LA? Was he good? Probably. I think I'm gonna go. Eh, post trade deadline, he wasn't that great in LA. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. RJ Barrett. Yeah. The scoring is there, and I'm I, I want to lean into scoring because I like leaning into scoring. Right. It's it's no secret. I think if you're good at scoring, you're going to win a lot of leagues. It's positively correlated with when with with uh, with other stats and with winning. Most leagues and go back, go back and look at your your leagues. Most leagues. Will have. In the in the in the everybody in the playoffs and especially the title winner of the playoffs will be in the top three in points. Almost guaranteed. I would love to see a league, someone who's not in the top half of points, who wins the league. It could be done. You could punt points if you wanted to. We don't punt. We don't like punting. You can punt points if you want to. The occasional stream from RJ Berrigan, 20 points a game, 19 points a game, sure. Um, that's nice. And I have the I have the percentages to deal with the occasional RJ Barrett game. Because, like, I just picked up a guy who's got bad field goal percentage, bad free throw percentage. And it really didn't affect the fact that I'm um, middle of the road in field goal and still at the top of the league in free throw. But now my threes are better. My points are way better. My points are, like, way, way better. Uh, Last pick, I'm just going to go... Dylan Brooks. Could have went Steven Adams. Who cares? It's the last pick of the draft. Does not matter. Not a bad team. Not a bad team if I say so myself. Let me click to. Let me click to the damn team. Darius Garland, Devin Booker, Josh Giddy as the guards. That's nice. That's very nice. My backup guards are Tyus Jones and Scoot Henderson. Tyus Jones, go play. Playing time. Excellent. Scoot Henderson, very interesting upside. So, if he pans out, shit, there's another guy that I can either trade because my guards are, are set. Giddy Booker Garland. My forwards. Have you heard a guy named Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. It's pretty good. Chris Middleton. Also very good. Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges could be very good this year. My backup forwards are Kevin Herter. RJ Barrett. Points. Dylan Brooks, who's going to play an outs- a good role in Houston. He's going to play an important role in Houston. 
I liked. I, I think Dylan Brooks as the last pick is actually a really good. It's like a safe pick. And my center is Chris Stapps Porzingis. And the backup center is Paul Reed, who is fine. So not a lot of um, depth there. If Chris Stapps goes out, who the fuck is my center? So I might be, you know, seeing how my um, the beginning of the league goes here. Right. And like you can't win your league in the draft. It's not possible. You can have a good draft. You have a great draft. You can also have a bad draft. You can lose your league in the draft, but you cannot win your league in the draft. Set yourself up for that first month. Let the players play. See how they do. Let's say Booker gets out to a crazy hot start. Like, wild hot start. Probably not going to keep that up, but let's just say it happens. Could you move him for a struggling Joel Embiid? Maybe. Could you package him with a overperforming Miles Bridges or Chris Middleton and go after someone like Jason Tatum? Sure. Why not? The key here is is to at least be real. Like you're never going to be, unless you're in a really shallow league. You're never going to have a full team. You're like, oh, fuck. I love everybody on this team. I don't love everybody on this team. I like everybody on this team, but I don't love everybody on this team. But I like the upside of some of these guys. I think Giddy could is could have a really great year this year. Devin Booker, I got as someone who could break into that, you know, that top eight. Darius Garland is 23, 24. He's got so much to improve on, right? I really, I really wish I would have got Zach Collins here. Like if, if I was looking at Zach Collins instead of Paul Reed. I'd be very happy about that. Scoot's got great upside. I want to have some upside at the end of the day. I want to have the guys I'm 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 confident in, like you know, Durant and Booker and um, Kevin Herter's perfectly fine guy coming off the bench, or even st- stuck in your utility spot. Chris Middleton, I'm confident in him. But you also want to have those upside guys. And the thing is, is once those upside guys pan out, you can start moving players in and out. To address your weaknesses. My weakness here is is center depth. It's big man depth. But my strength is guards. I got great guards. Actually, I got great forwards too. But I don't need to be the best guard player to win every week. If I'm in, it, it kind of looks like I'm going to be if I go over, look at the standings. It kind of looks like assists i'm going to be beating everybody pretty pretty handedly so if you're destroying everybody in assists every single week but you're only you're only winning five four six three five four losing four five but every but every week you're killing you're destroying the other team in assists well guess what you probably should move some of your guards you should probably move one of your guards out for a category that you can um thrive in like, my points are going to be really good in this league. And so are my threes. But they're not the best. So maybe, you know, you go, you you move one of your point-point guards. Like, maybe Giddy and Booker are, like, doing crazy assist numbers. And you got Garland also doing great assist numbers. You move Garland out, a true point guard, for 
a more scoring like i guess for like a scoring well i don't know like a don mitch move garland and miles bridges for don don mitch how about that if miles bridges is playing as a top 50 player that's an easy sell actually i think that's it for the turn the turn is hard i'll be honest the turn is hard I can imagine having Kyrie and Booker right here, but then my, my, my forwards would be kind of shitty. The turn is very, very hard. If you want to let me know who you're taking on the turn, hit me up on Twitter at watch the boxes. We will be back next time with more. Who do I draft? See you then.